0: Hello and welcome to another episode of a concast, podcast about cloud connectivity and con. My name is Victor Gamov and I will be your host today and today I'm extremely excited to have my friend Danica Fine from Confluent as a guest. Yeah. Danica, welcome to Con. Thank
1: you so much. It's good to be here, finally be on your podcast.
0: Thank you so much for agreeing to do this because <laughs> I know you're busy uh, today. We are at the DevNexus mm-hmm. conference, which is happening in uh, Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, what was your talk about today?
1: Ooh, okay. So it is called Practical Pipelines, Practical Cloud Pipelines. is built entirely within Confluent Cloud. And it's a hardware hack. Um, so I have a lot of house plants and I wanted to build something to monitor my plants and see if I can do it completely with Confluent, uh, Confluent Cloud. Oh, wow. And yeah, so it was a really cool project. It was my first hardware project and um, it works. I get notifications on my phone now when my plants need to be watered. So yeah. I was excited to come okay, and tell everybody so about it. Tell,
0: tell, uh, tell me a little bit about your yep. demo. Like mm-hmm. what uh, part of the you know, Kafka you're using there? Like what part you build the hardware yourself or like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the, the shop around in the nearest, like a micro store? Uh, micro store, uh, how we call it? Like a micro? Um, the, the store where you buy buying computer retail. Oh, oh okay. okay. You can buy everything <laughs> in, uh, in Amazon right now.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I think I used to add a fruit for everything. I bought everything from there. Um but I got, I got a Raspberry Pi four, 4, 8 gig, completely overkill for the project, yeah, yeah. right? But it was the only one I could get because...
0: Did, did it run Kafka there,
1: though? Uh, well, um, it has a producer running there, okay, so okay. it was enough to do that, yeah, but still definitely overkill, but it was the only one I could get because it's so tough to get Raspberry Pis now. Right, like, the yes. supply chain issues are insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I started off with that Raspberry Pi, um, got it going. I had to build a Kafka from source. It wasn't really... Uh, working right. Oh, like I had to get LibRD Kafka and start yeah, yeah, yeah. from that and build everything up. And then I had the, the Confluent Kafka Python library as well. Um, but yeah, so that was just the basic side of the Raspberry Pi. And then I got these um, these like capacitive I squared C moisture sensors, which are pretty cool. Um, had to do a lot of soldering. Nice. Yeah. I, I really like doing that. Yeah. It's like a lot of fun yeah. to build Every things. Every you do
0: stuff with hardware, like it feels like you're doing something real. Like
1: something yeah. Exactly. Oh, I
0: build an app and deploy this in the cloud, but is it like a real thing yeah. when you do hardware?
1: And that was the angle that I was kind of going into this. You know, I'm I'm newly a developer advocate, right? Uh, prior to this role, that's I was building... Thank you. It's a great role to be in. Exactly. Um, but prior to this role, you know, I was building Kafka streaming pipelines, um, but that's easier when you do it for work, right? You're yeah. You're kind of told what to build. You know the overall goal, but I feel like when I was learning Kafka, I wanted to... I, w- I was looking for like real examples online to mm-hmm. learn how to do it right yeah. and yeah, exactly there's that plug um, but the thing that I really like is having a practical use case like you see a lot of uh, a lot of pipelines online, a lot of examples and they're like they're very toy use cases yeah. and it's like, oh is that something that like, does that motivate me to learn yeah. this technology, right? So I figured that, like, doing something hardware-based and, you know, getting getting your hands dirty, you know, like, it was, it's a good way to motivate people to learn something, because right, I feel exactly. like then yeah. then yeah. other people can jump in and, like, alter it, you know, for their own sort of hardware hack and still use Kafka, sure. so, yeah.
0: So, question to you, so mm-hmm. you said you're gonna be using, uh, you you used um, uh, Liberty Kafka, which is uh, the implementation of Kafka in C mm-hmm. that um, uh, will be used by your Python script. Mm-hmm. Why? Why you opt out from the concept of like a REST proxy?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like why you need to like deal with the native client versus just using something like Event Gateway like a REST proxy?
1: Yeah. So I I wanted to go back to sort of basics with the like leaning into the Raspberry Pi sort of things, and I feel like a lot of these hardware projects, it's um, when you feed information into Kafka like that, you just you know you know, use the use a basic Kafka producer. Um, and a lot of the examples I'd seen online were leveraging that as well, like, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel here, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I did see some examples that were using different technologies. But when I saw that, uh, I saw some example scripts that were like, okay, let's we'll just use the basic copper producer. Yeah. don't 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 overdo it right? Because yeah. I wanted to focus on the the actual application that I was building more so than the, you know, I, I did the, enough work building out the, the hardware.
0: Uh, like I was doing uh, when I was in professional services in in the situations where, Either like like a mainframe situation, you know, you can find the the like conversion of curl uh, for the mainframe, uh, but you can find like Liberty Kafka version. But probably right now there is one, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, But um, you need to. It's, it's much easier to you, you bring the you know your uh, events into Kafka through some sort of like a REST API. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's something that uh, I start seeing a lot, and I start yeah. having some conversation how like. People can use Kong for I, mm. I want to like plug it here, but like we also have like pretty cool integration with Kafka. And actually, I yeah. did the I did the demo with the Conk runs uh, in my Kubernetes cluster. Um, my the control plane that sends configuration to conk runs in the cloud, mm. in a, in the a Kong Connect, and I'm using Confluent Cloud nice. to send all the events that coming into Kong. So we're hitting particular like uh, routes, uh-huh. and all the events are coming to uh, uh, to Confluent Cloud. Nice. So awesome. kind of also like a cloud native, uh, yeah. or like a cloud serverless uh, platform, uh-huh. except um, I have to deploy my like data plane uh, manually. Yeah,
1: serverless. So, that's a buzzword. Yeah, that's... exactly. <laughs> like, uh,
0: what are you doing in this space? Like, maybe, you know, you uh, and your colleagues, uh, like, have uh, something interesting in a, in, a, in a, because I know the serverless is extremely difficult yeah. when you're dealing with these stateful workloads and mm-hmm. this stuff when you're doing... With, um, with technologies like, um, like Kafka Streams, where you do sort of aggregations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. serve this information to, um, to whatever consumer would be interested in aggregating information, mm-hmm. especially in the serverless world. yeah, You know, function or like a stateless, it's easy. Yes. Because there's no state, mm-hmm. you don't need to store it. Like how, how would you recommend for people to deal with this type of stuff when they're building stateful Serverless application.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, so my answer to you, as we're saying, completely cloud native. Um, it is KSQL DB run okay. through Confluent Cloud. So KSQL DB is the SQL wrapper on Kafka Streams, mm-hmm. and you know once you have a Confluent Cloud account, you can utilize KSQL DB completely within the cloud. You don't have to run anything else outside of it, which is wonderful. Um, but it is great at stateful operations because that's what Kafka Streams is great at, right? right. That is what we, that's, that's how we conduct stateful transformations in Kafka, right? Yeah. So KSQL DB is the answer to that, but as you said, like, there's a lot of other products that handle uh, the stateless aspect of that, and I think what a really cool demo was, like, you know, KSQL DB excels at the stateful processing. Um, it can also do stateless, but, you know, why not, you know leave that to the technologies that are really good at it like you know AWS lambda right and so, a colleague, Bill uh, B-Jack put together a blog post and uh, an associated demo that showcases this sort of pipeline. Like, yeah. um, so using KSQLDB for what it's really good at, doing sort of stateful ag- aggregations there, enrichment, whatever you need, and then having it, um, you know, put the result into into Kafka, and that can be picked up by a you know lambda function yeah. and and do that sort of stateless processing one off. So yeah. it's a pretty is cool it, demo. Is it something
0: like? A- also involves some sort of like connectors that can like uh, integrate with some external systems. I know that you have a background on building like pipelines like this. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You spoke about this, uh, your previous experience before you joined Confluent and the Confluent Summit a lot. Um, like, t- t- tell us a little bit about the, the connectors architecture, you know, what kind of role they play in this type of uh, the, the use cases like when you're building like serverless applications mm-hmm. for
1: Kafka. Definitely, so again, if we want to be, truly serverless and not have to deal with any of the stuff, you know, because serverless really just, it's a buzzword that's like, you know, someone else's server, there's still servers involved, right? But you want to like minimize the amount of infrastructure that you have to actually uh, maintain and and leverage on your side. Um, So from the connect side of things, again, like, so the the particular demo that we have going um, uses some Kafka connectors to, Mm -hmm. in this case, just generating data. Mm -hmm. Um, So that sits at the beginning of the pipeline, so, in um, in the real world that would be connecting out to uh, maybe a, a you know relational database with user data would be a good example Or
0: a device that reads the data about your plan right
1: exactly yes so uh, there are tons of connectors that are fully managed available in Confluent cloud mm-hmm. um, so you again you can complete stay pretty serverless in yeah. that case right you don't have to spin up those connectors on your machines they run completely through the cloud and then you can bring in that external data into mm-hmm. Kafka so those sit you know pretty well in this demo at the beginning of the pipeline, and then at the end you're free to you know use another connector. In my in um, the demo that I just talked about today, I have a connector that pushes information out to Telegram to, to my yeah. phone, right? So you yeah. can have real-time alerts driven um, and they'll be sent to your personal devices, which is right. pretty cool as well.
0: So, so. Um, in um, in this uh, in this show, I like to talk with my guests about like uh, the role of the APIs in uh, in this type of thing. So is this um, the, the things that we're talking about available through some sort of like API that allows us to 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 bring the automation mm, uh, mm-hmm. to the fold and uh, you know uh, Implement things around the very popular concept of the GitOps like when mm. you have um, all this uh, Deployment and all this rollouts and all these things triggered by some sort of um, approval uh, of the PR of certain uh, developer who you know put the things in place and mm. do some changes in configuration um, is it still is uh, is it the thing that we can do with the uh, the Confluent
1: Cloud? Absolutely. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be great if you couldn't do that, right? Yeah. Having it, uh, you know, being able to automate it and having it be scriptable is is really important. Um, so there are REST APIs um, to handle that. There's the Confluent CLI, so yeah. you can you know script it in Bash old school style <laughs> if yeah. you really want to. Um, but the REST API is is pretty powerful. And then just from the GitOps side of things, I know we're um, we just had the newly released uh, Terraform provider for oh, Confluent. Wow. That's nice. That's that's,
0: that's the what's something that usually people use a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: so that's coming out. I think it'll reach general availability. So I cannot give a date. I don't really know yeah. for sure, but yeah, but, this but coming. This it's coming. It's coming. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I really want to link to that because that's what everyone's excited about, right? Yeah. I just um, I just gave a talk in in Melbourne at a DevOps uh, conference about. Um, being able to script your um, your HADR strategies, right, yeah. completely through Confluent, and mm-hmm. while I didn't have the Terraform provider available, and you know, being able to do that, but you can still use the CLI and also the REST API to completely automate these things, which yeah. is pretty cool. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, as uh, as uh, many listeners who uh, watch our podcast in YouTube, this is the only right way to to watch this. It's uh, uh, YouTube.com/conking. I think we can do like a few announcements. I will, will try to release this before, so the uh, people would be excited to uh, know uh, where they will see you next. Yeah. Uh, and uh, once, uh, as a developer, we get, uh, we finally start, the world start open up and we're getting back to uh, meeting developers where they are mm-hmm. in the conferences, in the conference rooms, if it's a customer meeting. So where uh, our uh, listeners and the viewers can uh, can meet you in person in the coming uh, and coming uh, the weeks, months, and uh, not the years, the
1: weeks, <laughs> years. <months>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I've got a whole list of places I want to go.
0: <laughs> and uh, me and Danica, we will be speaking in Valencia, Spain. Yes. We'll be talking about uh, event-driven applications and the service meshes and Kafka and all these uh, buzzwords that we're going to be. Um, people love uh,
1: those are the those about. are the best talks exactly. i think yeah, yeah no we're gonna hopefully we can draw a crowd um it'll be great to see everyone come out and yeah i'm excited to give a talk with you yeah. it's gonna be wonderful that's
0: great you're so good and i'm excited that you found the time in your schedule to be uh, <laughs> together with me on the podcast yeah um uh, it's, it was really great to catch up and learning some of the uh, cool things that you do in there mm-hmm. uh wish you good luck and uh um, but usually asking some question about, like, unrelated to technology at the end, maybe, yeah. what's the, any books that you recently read uh, that you can recommend to our list?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, I recently, that's a great question. That's such a good question. Thank you. Um, right. I recently got back into reading fiction. I don't usually read fiction books. I, I try to just stick with nonfiction so I feel like I learned something. Yeah. But the, it's probably one of the best pieces of fiction that I've read in probably my entire life a gentleman in moscow by immortals
0: yeah i heard that um,
1: oh, um so good. one of
0: my favorite uh, directors um is working on the, the adaptation oh of, really
1: yeah um, oh okay that's something to look forward to i,
0: I would just like he, he was a uh, hercule poirot in the recent two uh, the poirot movies uh kenneth brandon kenneth brandon okay he, he will be a showrunner for this kind of like a limited show
1: that's awesome yeah. oh my god I'm also that's That's something to look forward to. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: but great book. Um, Danica, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. It's been great. My name is Victor Gamow, and as always, have a nice day.